0: Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywithaking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Auntie Nat. It's great you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Cecily. Welcome. Hello, Auntie Nat. Hello, children. It's great that you could be with us here to welcome the King. And hello, Teddy. It's great that you're here too. Sometimes I forget you. You're so quiet. Auntie
1: Cecily, would you like to say a prayer, please, to open our worship time? Dear Father, thank you for bringing us safely through another week and thank you for the Sabbath. And thank you for all the girls and boys who are joining us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Do you know that this is a great time to reflect on what God has done for us this past week? Anna, you have a blessing for us. Would you like to share that with us? Yes. Yeah, um, one day
2: we had lost our hymn book and my mum had prayed to God for help that we would find it again. And few weeks later, Sunny, our dog, was barking in my mum's room and we went to see what he was barking at and he was barking at our hymn book.
0: That's great, Anna. Thanks for sharing that blessing with us. Aunty Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us as
1: well, something about the Sabbath. Yes, remember last time we spoke about how God made the Sabbath and how he set aside the seventh day for us as a day of rest so we can spend time with him. Well, I want to share with you some interesting facts. Do you know that the seventh day of the week is actually Saturday? And in many different languages around the world, the word Saturday comes from the word Sabbath. Listen to this as it's quite amazing. In the Italian language, the word for Saturday is sabato. In the Spanish, Portuguese and Filipino languages, the word for Saturday is sabado. In the Hungarian language, the word for Saturday is zombat. Here are a couple more. In the Czech and Slovenian languages, the word for Saturday is sabota. What do you think about that? Think they sound very similar to the word Sabbath? Yeah. Yes, they do, don't they? Mm. I think God is so amazing that he has preserved the word Sabbath through the languages around the world to remind us of the importance of the Sabbath day. Wow, isn't God good? Yes. Thanks, Arnie, Cecily. Do you know another
0: way we can worship God is through SON? And we have Pastor Rick Hi Pastor Rick, thanks for joining us.
3: Hi boys and girls, let's sing a new song, it's called Remember the Sabbath.
4: Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy Honour the day that our Lord commands us to cease our toil
2: Rick, can we sing "Jesus Loves Me"?
3: Yeah, that's a beautiful song. We're singing so many lovely songs. Jesus loves me this. Summer.
2: is so
4: good.
3: Oh yes, let's all sing that
4: together.
0: Master Rick. It's great to praise God in son. Ben, we discovered a blessing this week at Sunnyside. Will we share that with the children at home? Yes. Okay, let's go have a look at that.
3: Hello boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond. Welcome to the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen White. Come with me. I've got some stories to tell you. In our last story we were talking about Alan who was a weak little girl and God wanted to use her as a prophet God doesn't use the strongest he doesn't use the most handsome or beautiful he doesn't use sometimes even the most brilliant people he chooses sometimes the very weak and you know I'll read here in my Bible he wanted Jeremiah to be a prophet And Jeremiah was quite frightened and very nervous. He was quite young. And he said to God, I cannot be a prophet. I'm too scared. I'm too small. I'm too weak. I'm too nothing. And God said, I chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. And you know, God chose weak little Ellen whose face had been disfigured. God uh, wanted her and Satan didn't want her and she was so weak. Now I need a couple of volunteers. I want to see how strong you are. Out you come Ben and out you come Chloe and you stand over here and we're going to Just see how strong because you look very strong to me. Now you're left-handed, you hold that in your right hand and you're right-handed, you hold that in your left hand and now make your arm completely straight, hold it up and see what it's like. One, two, three, four, your arm's quivering. Five, six, oh, down you go. I reckon you're very strong but you wouldn't want to do that for too long, would you? You sit down. Chloe, I'm amazed at your strength. And didn't I have two lovely strong helpers? I've got her here, just a little Bible. It's not exactly a pocket Bible. How would you like to carry this to church every Sabbath? Ellen, who was so weak. Ellen was not as strong as you were. She couldn't hold this. But God gave her a dream. It was a vision and in front of people four times she did this she picked up a Bible and this Bible here is very very precious because it is an exact copy of the Bible that she picked up she weighed less than 50 kilograms and she picked this Bible up in her weak left hand and Straight out, I don't think I could do it for very long at all. I'm not even going to try it because this Bible is worth a lot of money. She held it for half an hour. And some people have said, oh, the devil was helping her because a lot of people didn't like Ellen because they said the devil was helping her because they were jealous. But God was using Ellen. And when Ellen was holding out the Bible without looking, she opened it and she put her finger on a text. She was looking up to God. And when they looked at the text, it was the exact text that she was quoting. And all the texts that she was quoting were all about Jesus. Now if the devil was with Alan she would not be talking about Jesus. And she held heavy Bibles like this at least four times in her life. The weak little Ellen. And she worked for God until she was 87 years old. And with her weakness, she traveled to many, many countries and she became a great messenger for God.
0: Hi boys and girls, happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. Auntie Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us before we open our Bibles?
1: Dear God, thank you for our Bibles. Please be with us as we study your word. And please help the boys and girls to understand what we read today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Do you remember last Sabbath when we studied the Bible? What was it about? God created God the world. God created the world. And how many days did it take him to create the world? Six. Six days. And what did he do on the seventh? He rested. And what was that called? The Sabbath. The Sabbath. Wow. So now we're going to look at what Adam and Eve did in the garden. Let's have a look at that. Now, Nick, you're going to do our first reading. Can you please read Genesis 2:15? Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Wow. So Adam and Eve's job was to look after the garden. Let's look at our torchlight and see what Mrs. White's writing shines on that verse. Kate, can you do that for us, please? Thank you.
2: In his garden were trees of every variety. Many of them laden with del- fragrant and delicious fruit. They were lovely vines growing upright yet presenting a most graceful appearance with their branches drooping under their load of tempting fruit of the richest and most varied hues. It was the work of Adam and Eve to train the branches of the vine to form bowers, thus making them, making for themselves a dwelling from living trees covered with foliage and fruit. There were most fragrant flowers, of every hue in rich profusion.
0: Wow that sounds like a pretty amazing place doesn't it? It sounds like it was pretty beautiful. Do you think Adam and Eve were happy in their home? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think what they were. they were. How about there was no pain there was no crying or sadness and there was it, everything was perfect there was no sin and they could talk to the angels and to God himself face to face. That would have been pretty amazing. Just like you're sitting here with me and Auntie Cecily here today, that's how they could talk to God face to face. And What about the animals? Do you think the animals were hurting Adam and Eve? No. No, they weren't because the animals ate grass. They didn't eat each other. So it would have been a very happy place. Okay, so now let's look at our next reading. Ella, can you please read our next reading in Genesis 2, 9?
2: And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow, that is, the pleasant to the sight of and good of food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil.
0: Right. Okay, so let's read together Genesis two sixteen to 17. This is our memory verse. You got that? Where your bookmarks are? And the, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of, of the, the garden, garden you may eat. freely eat, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Wow, so they could eat every piece of fruit in that garden except from the tree of good and evil. God was testing their obedience and faith and love for him. So one day Adam and Eve were working in the garden and Eve wandered away from Adam. Now the angels had told Adam and Eve about the story of Satan and how he may come into the garden and trick them. And so they had warned them. But when Eve realized that Adam was not beside her, she thought, oh, I'm too wise not to be tricked. I'll be okay. What should have she done? Should have she gone straight back to Adam? She should have. Oh, that was a bit... She should have thought. But... Satan had disguised himself as a snake or a serpent. And where do you think he put himself? In the tree. In that tree. And do you know what? In the Garden of Eden, God had made snakes into beautiful creatures that could fly in the sky. And so Satan was like burnished gold and he flew and he was in that tree and he was looking beautiful and he had set his trap. And do you think... That the fruit on that tree were really nice and shiny? Yeah, yes. they were. And that's sometimes what sin is. Sin can sometimes look a bit shiny and glitzy, but is sin any good? No. It's no good at all. So, at, uh, excuse me, so Eve looked onto that tree and it all looked beautiful. Satan was shiny and glitzy and the fruit were glitzy and she was overawed. And do you know what? that snake started to talk to Eve. Now, do animals talk? No. They don't. And this is where Satan had set his trap because Eve was so overawed by the sight that she forgot that animals didn't talk and she listened to the snake and she shouldn't have listened to the snake. Elijah, you're going to read Genesis 3, 1 to 6 for us to tell us what happened.
2: Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made.
0: So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Oh, so did they eat the the fruit? They did. Satan lied to Eve, and he accused God of lying to Adam and Eve. Does God lie? No. No, he doesn't. Satan is the liar. And we're going to read on. Kate, you're going to read Genesis 3, 7 to 8 for us.
2: Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the
0: trees of the garden. Mm. So, what's happened to the light? It's, it's, gone. Gone. it's gone. And what was the reason that the light kept staying on them? They had, they had to they be. Had be they had to be obedient. So they were disobedient, and that light left them. And so they were really naked now, and they were hiding in the garden. Oh, they hid from God. So Ben, can you please read Genesis three nine to thirteen? Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he
2: said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent. The serpent deceived
0: me and Mm. I ate. So there's a bit of blaming of each other, isn't it? Can we hide anything from God? No. No. He knows everything. Adam and Eve, before they sinned, they could talk face to face to God. And what's happening now? What are they doing? They're hiding. hiding. They're hiding from God because sin has now caused a barrier between them and God. They can't see God face to face anymore. That's so sad. Do you think God was very sad? yes he was he was very sad because he couldn't openly commune with adam and eve anymore now if we were to continue reading in verse 14 to 19 there are some there were some serious consequences that happened because adam and eve's sin the serpent he couldn't fly anymore what happened to him
2: he had to slither on the he ground. had to
0: slither on the ground he wasn't allowed to fly and for eve there would be much pain for her and for adam He had to work really hard to now make food, to grow his food, because there were now going to be thorns and thistles. Do you think there were thorns and thistles in the Garden of Eden? No, No. No, there wasn't. It was a beautiful place. Auntie Cecily, you're going to read for us Genesis 3,
1: verse 15, please. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Mm.
0: So that tells us that God was going to send us Jesus to help us and save us from Satan's grip and destroy him. Wasn't that a wonderful thing that God did for us? Yep. But in the Garden of Eden, he already made a plan to send Jesus. So even though Adam and Eve did wrong, God still loved them and he was going to send Jesus to pay the price for their sin. Sarah, you're going to read for us Genesis three, twenty-one to 24. Also for Adam and his wife, The Lord God made tunics of
2: skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life.
0: Mm. So what's happening here? What did God have to do? He had to make some clothes for them, didn't he? And he had to kill kill an animal to do that. Was there killing in the Garden of Eden? No. No. There wasn't, was there? But God loved Adam and Eve so much, he cared for them and he wanted to provide some clothing for them so that they would be warm. And what happened? Did they have to leave that garden? Yeah, They did. They had to leave. And that must have been so sad. Do you know what? Because Jesus came and died for our sins, we can have eternal life with him and we can be restored back in that garden with God and talk to him face to face like we're talking now. Isn't that a wonderful thing that God did for us to send Jesus for us to die for our sins? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us in reading the Bible. Jesus loves you so much that he came to this earth and died on the cross for you so you can be restored back to him. What great news! When we meet again next Sabbath, we will be studying in the Bible why Satan was cast out of heaven.
1: The Sabbath is an opportunity for us to spend time getting to know our Lord and Saviour. One way to get to know him is to read our Bibles. Our Bibles tell us how much God loves us and we want to encourage you to read your Bibles, not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, can you tell us about the devotional that relates to our study today? Sure. We have a seven-day devotional
0: study available on Adam and Eve and the fall. We studied this together today. This devotional expands on what we have learnt, You can download it and print it free from the website, and that's on your screen right now. This will help you to read your Bible every day and spend time getting to know God. Aunty
1: Cecily, will we read our memory verse that we learnt today? Yes. Children, are you ready to read it together? Genesis 2, 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Auntie Natty, are you ready to sing our blessing song to the children? Yes, let's do that.
2: I like going on nature walks and spending time with my friends. On Sabbath, I like going to Sabbath school, then after church, coming home and having a nice lunch. On the Sabbath, I like reading my Bible and I like listening to the sermon and looking up the verses from the sermon. And I also like going to church because it's fun to learn about God.
0: You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia
3: Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week.